Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Alex Cook is the CEO and founder of Wealth with Purpose, and he joins me again today. Alex, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Shane. Great to be with you. Well, last week, we spoke about the three practical principles of money, and this week, we're talking about the six biblical principles of investing. Alex, what are the first two principles? Just before I dive into that, it may surprise people, you know, we're talking about the Bible and investing. You know, a lot of people don't think of uh, the Bible as an investment guide, and in one sense, definitely not a, a uh, you know telling us what to buy and sell or anything like that. But it does have wonderful principles on how we should think about money, and particularly investing is included in that. And people will see that as I unpack some of these uh, principles. Uh, but the first one is not to presume on the future. You know, at the end of the day, no no one knows uh, the future, and. Certainly at this time of year, you know, early in the year, there's a lot of forecasts and economists coming out saying what's going to happen this year. Uh, but the reality is it's not worth the paper it's written on, and I don't say that in, out of any disrespect for economists, but more just the fact that nobody knows the future. And, and you know, when I talk to Australians about the future, they tend not to think of it in terms of war or economic depression or disease or even persecution, although that's changing rapidly, obviously, as our society change. Yet, if you look through history, these are normal parts of the human experience. You know, my grandparents, if they're alive today, would be all over 100. And they went through World War One and Two, and they went through the Depression and things like that. And so their experience is different to what many of us alive today have had. And certainly, particularly the baby boomers and, and, and even the younger generations have had this uh, enormous time of peace and prosperity. But of course, the Bible actually tells us that the world is not a playground. It's in fact a battleground. And that's obviously a, a spiritual thing. But of course, it plays out in the real world with the challenges and things that we see around us. And in fact, there's a good passage in James where it says, why you who do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. And so really, this is this idea that we, as, as people, we don't know the future, but God holds the future in his hands. And, and so when we're talking about money and we're talking about investing, we need to not just look at it through our recent experience. Most people have what I call experience bias. So if they look at the last 20 or 30 years, they've seen house prices skyrocket. They've seen share markets go up. And so they think that that's what's going to happen in the next 20, 30 years. But you know, when we look at the history of cycles and things like that, we see that it may play out quite differently. The message here is don't try and predict the future. Prepare your finances to navigate through what may well be a different season. And of course, the Bible does give us great advice on this, and, and that's through principle two. And principle two says, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Now, many people have heard that that cliche before, and at financial advisors like myself use that when we're talking to clients. But believe it or not, it's it's straight out of the Bible. It's straight out of Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 2, where it says, invest in seven ventures, Yes, in eight, because you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. 
And so it's very important that when we think about our money and, and most people listening will probably have a little bit of money in superannuation and things like that. And so we need to make sure that as responsible stewards of what God has given us, that we don't put all our eggs in the one basket. We make sure that we're adequately diversified, if you like. Because one thing I've certainly seen over years of giving financial advice is people often fall in love with an investment. They either have a particular investment, like a share that's done really well, or they've got a couple of properties with lots of debt that have gone up nicely, and they think that sort of thing's going to continue. And so it's very important that we diversify and we don't fall into the, the trap of falling in love with our investments and things like that. We have a much more grounded and biblical perspective to what we own. So, yeah, so as I say, the Bible does talk to, to investing and offers us some wonderful wisdom. Alex Cook is my guest today, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. We're talking about the six biblical principles of investing. And Alex, what are the next two principles? The next big one here is avoiding speculation and associated with that haste. You know, we, should, we shouldn't be speculating and we shouldn't be being hasty with what we're doing. Uh, there's a wonderful proverb, uh, Proverbs 28, 20, where it says, a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. And so that's that eagerness, when we're that eagerness where we fall in love with money, we tend to want to do it quickly. We want to, we want to rush to get rich and we get sucked into get rich quick schemes and, and things like that. And we speculate. And so I think the outworking of this principle for us and for, for listeners is, well, it's important that when we think about the money that God has given us to look after, we need to have a long-term perspective towards it. So rather than, we don't want to make it hastily, we want to make it little by little have a long-term focus and we need to buy quality things we need to buy things that are going to last now that you can apply that to shares you can apply that to real estate buy good quality things that we know are going to stand the test of time we shouldn't just speculate on things you know these days you know your friends might talk to you about this in crypto and this and that but you really before you invest in anything whatever you're doing you need to make sure you really do your homework do your diligence and build wealth in ways that are, you know, are slow. Slow and steady wins the race, as they say. And that, to me, is a really important principle for us to apply. And sort of a secondary one that relates to, to married couples, you know, is when they're making investment decisions, husband and wives ultimately need to come to an agreement. Now, obviously, husbands and wives have conflict all the time about issues around money. But ultimately, when you before you place any money in investment, you need to agree on the general direction and on investments. Now, often what happens in marriage is that one partner is the much more interested partner. Now, some partners have very little interest in money and very little interest in investing and others have a deep interest in it. But irrespective of that situation, it's important that you come together, you pray together, you make financial decisions under the view that it's God's money and that together we're going to work on and what are we going to do with God's money? And we own the decision together. And even though one partner may not be as interested as the other, I think there's a responsibility that they learn enough and understand the basics so that we make wise decisions together as a couple. I think that's a really important biblical model when you think of the spiritual concept of two becoming one, which obviously has very physical and spiritual ramifications. But if we apply that two becomes one to finances, we need to come together as a married couple and make these wise decisions together. And that way it'll prevent a lot of hardship and a lot of heartache if an investment goes wrong. And one, rather than one pointing the finger at the other, you can say, well, we made that decision together and we, and, you know, we, we live with it. 
So it's very important to, to think that through as well as a couple, if that applies to you. Some great advice there, Alex Cook, my guest today, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. And Alex, what are the final two principles? Yeah, look, I say to people um, with investing you know, and, and money in general, we often try and complicate money. And so I say to people, imagine you're thinking about investing in, in a few things. Let's say you go for a coffee with a friend. If you can't explain to your friend very simply how an investment works, there's every chance that you should probably avoid that investment. Because if you can't explain it simply to someone, then you probably don't understand it well enough to justify putting God's capital, if you like, at risk. The principle here is never invest in things you don't understand. Keep it simple and invest in things that you do. And that applies even if you go and see a financial advisor. It's important that whilst you find someone who you trust and who's competent and all those sort of things, you need to find someone that can explain to you an investment in a way that makes sense. So you understand the risk, you understand how that investment makes its money so that you're taking responsibility because you can't just say, oh, it was the financial advisor's fault or the financial advisors made us do this and do that. We've actually ultimately got to take responsibility for the things that we put God's money into rather than blaming it on others. And I've seen this before where people have come to me and said, oh, you know, I saw an advisor and they lost money and so forth. And whilst that may be true and that and that can be painful experience, there's also this issue that we need to, to learn about money and take responsibility because ultimately we're being stewards of what God has put in our hands. So really important to understand that. And then sort of the final principle, so the, the sixth principle here is not only do we want to understand an investment, but we want to understand the risk that we are taking. Now, when we think of risk, we mostly think about capital loss, you know, the risk of an investment going pear-shaped. And so when we think about the money that God steward us, you know, we're going to say, is this a risk that God would want me to take? And also when people think about investing, they tend to buy into the positive narrative. So if someone's like a an advisor telling them what to buy, there's usually a positive story that goes with that investment and why they should do it. But we also need to be balanced and we need to say what what could go wrong as well as what can go right. Now, that's not being negative. It's just being sensible about how we steward the capital. And, you know, I always say to people, when you before you invest any money in anything, you should say, what's my exit strategy? You know, before you put money into a property, is that property in a good location? Is it going to be easy to sell? For example, if it's a share, how easy is this company going to be sell? Is it, is it a liquid business or not? You know, we need to think through these kinds of issues. And possibly the biggest issue of all is when you invest, you need to invest in a way that beats inflation. Now, everyone's familiar with inflation because they've experienced the outworking of it over the last year. You know, we've seen prices of everything rise. That's inflation. But you need your investments to keep up with inflation because the value of a dollar declines every year. Okay, And so we therefore need to invest in such a ways in order to beat inflation. But to me, that's ultimately the biggest risk most of us face. And I, you know, I say this to people, if they're going to retire at, say, 60 and they live to their 90, the cost of living is going to double, if not triple, over the course of their retirement. And that's why they need investments that keep up with inflation. There are the kinds of risks and things that we need to be thinking through. But I think ultimately the question we need to come back to is, is, God, is coming back to God and including him in all our decision-making and say, God, would you want me to invest in this? You know, Is this something that is an appropriate thing to do with the money that you've entrusted to me? I think that's a, a really useful way uh, to think about money. And of course, 
you know, involving God in our decision-making and asking for his guidance. Fantastic advice there, Alex. Thank you so much for sharing about the six uh, biblical principles of investing today and uh, looking forward to uh, catching up with you again next week. But Alex, where can people go to for more information? Yeah, look, I encourage people to jump on our website, uh, wealthwithpurpose.com. On there, there's, there's just a, a trove of uh, resources, whether it's uh, ebooks or podcasts and various things. And then, of course, there's for those that want to take it that next step further and really you know, skill up in this area, there's lots of courses, both live and pre recorded, that people can participate in so they can learn and grow in this area and uh, get ahead with their finances and, and uh, do well and do good with their money. Alex, thanks so much for sharing uh, today. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. My pleasure, Shane. Great to be uh, with you and thanks for having me. Alex Cook, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth With Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources, please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.